All right, everybody, Emar Pursuit. Have to be joined once again by head coach of Georgia State Track and Field, Kyle Stevenson. Uh, Kyle, thank you for joining us once again. We spoke during the cross-country season, uh, but now it's track season. Uh, how has the, how's the past few weeks been in getting ready for the uh, Sun Belt indoors? Uh, well, we've had a really great indoor season, a complete 180 from last year. And, and actually our last two meets have been really well, have gone really well. Uh, so Houston, Super 22 and G5 meet. And then this past weekend we were in Birmingham. So the Sanford Bulldog Open and Sanford Bulldog Invitational. It's like two meets in one weekend. Um, so the main goal for last week was we were sending about, I want to say like seventh or eighth overall in the conference in the four by four. So our primary goal was to go down there and drop a time. Uh, and we did just that. So we were about 350 going into the meet. We ended up running 347, not only to run 347 with Louisiana Lafayette in the same heat with us. So we know that we're trying to do the same thing. So we walked out with a faster time and the win. So it was a big confidence booster for us as we're moving into the championships this upcoming week. Why the 180, as you mentioned from last season, is it the pan more adjustment to the pandemic or more maturity from the runners? Uh, what's been the difference in this season as opposed to last year? That's a great question. The uh, pandemic definitely has been a determining factor. Uh, my young ladies came in this year and they actually told me that they, they knew that they were not fully focused last year. And it was hard to be, you know, being in the city of Atlanta and you don't have to physically be on campus in class. I mean, they, that gives you a lot of freedom, you know, but then also the type of season that we had in 2019, where we were a fourth place team to go all the way down to 10th, that was a wake up call because all of those athletes were sophomores at the time, either sophomores or juniors. And so to come back this year, uh, they had a chip, not only a chip on their shoulder, but they have been on a mission. They've been very, very focused, uh, very honest and transparent about, again, with how they were last year. But it's been completely different, you know, and that's just one side of it. And then the other part to it, I think I have a phenomenal staff, you know. So I worked really hard this summer trying to make some changes as uh, I have now. I'm in my second year as head coach, but really try to build this thing my way. And so the chemistry of the staff is added to that as well. So I think those two things, the athletes coming back with a different mindset and me having a brand new staff to where we have gelled really fast, really well together this year. Yeah, you mentioned that four by 400 relay team of uh, Morgan, Jada, Blake and Amani. Uh, what about building a good relay team and getting that synergy going? We've seen track meets where you have the best runners, but they don't work well as a relay unit. Uh, how have you been able to build that unit together and have them perform well as a team? Yeah, man, that's a great question. So relays are all about chemistry. They really are. The four by four, I think, takes more chemistry than the four by one simply because we're in a day and time where most athletes aren't chomping at the bit to run a 400 at the end of the day. Uh, so I'll start with, with Jada Hunt, Blake Blakemore, and Imani Flanagan. They all train together daily. So that chemistry is naturally there. Uh, when it comes to Morgan, Morgan is one of our better 800-meter runners. And when she steps down to the four, it's just night and day. Like she runs with so much confidence, just doesn't get tired, which you would assume most 800 runners would be that way. Uh, but Morgan is also, she came in at the same time as Blake. So they're both sophomores and they just have that chemistry of being in the same class. And 
she ran on a four by four with them last year with Jada Annie Money. So it's always been there, but it's just now everyone's a year older. Uh, again, that mindset is there and the chemistry is there. You know, they gel really well outside of practice. They hang out and they are able to bring that into competition. Yeah. And then you also had a Simone Harper. She won the 60 meter hurdles at the event. Uh, what about some of the uh, those athletes, the, the sprinters and the hurdlers and how they're yeah. running the form for the, uh, the, the Sun Belt indoors? Yeah, so I don't I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth, but I, I think my hurdle crew, I think my hurdle crew might be the strongest unit on the team right now. And I say that because you have two seasoned vets, Jordan Braswell and Simone Harper. Uh, and Simone has really found her rhythm this year. You know, so she's now run her PR twice of that 866. And that's something great that you want to see, especially late in the season, right before championships. So you would have the assumption like, hey, she's primed and ready to go right on time. Then her teammate, who's also a senior, Jordan Braswell, I believe Jordan has a PR of 859 or 860. So Jordan is right there, you know. So I expect both of them to go out senior year with a bang. And things that you don't necessarily see on paper, Simone and Jordan have been in the 60-meter hurdle final at the conference championship until the last heat. And so they have either bumped one another out or someone else bumped them out. So just knowing that storyline and seeing them from freshman year now to senior year, I'm very confident uh, that they're going to make a big push to be in the final. Then I have two freshmen, Zyra Shivers and Kaylee Williams, great hurdlers, young, great talent. Uh, and I think that I think that they give Simone and Jordan a great push at practice every day. And we've seen those glimpses. I think just the upper hand that Simone and Jordan have right now is just experience. But if Z, and we call Zyra Z, if Z and Kaylee, if they get a great start and they get in the mix, people are in trouble. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Very interesting. Uh, let's go to some of your longer distance runners and names we're familiar with from the cross country season, like a Marine Garnier uh, and some of the others. What about the 800 meter uh, runners and, uh, and up and how they're rounding in the form for an indoor season that's maybe a little bit unique to them because they're not running on a field or even a, a bigger track? Uh, how are they handle? How are they handling the indoor season? Your longer yeah, distance so runners. So number one, and I'll start with Marine, and I, I don't want to give away too many secrets because I don't know when this is going to be produced. I don't know. I don't want anyone to know my strategy for conference. <laughs> but Coach Douglas, my business coach, she's done a phenomenal job in organizing their races throughout the indoor season to where uh, I think the strategic approach we're going to take with Marine is going to be very beneficial to her and the team. And it's going to shock some other people in the conference. I'll start there. When it comes to Emma, Emma has been, she's been a headache in a good way. And I say that because Emma has run well in the 3K this year. She's run well in the mile this year. She's also run well in the 800. Well, of course, we know we can't put her in all three because there's a, a prelim and a final both the mile and the 800. And so it was a very tough decision on, you know, what are we going to have her Emma do at conference because you would love for Emma to run on a DMR as well. Again, I'll let all of that remain a secret, <laughs> but these are, uh, these are two more seniors that have just been on, I guess that senior high, you know, that senior of this, this is my last hoorah and I want to leave it all out on the track. 
so those young ladies are, and they were clicking cross country season. I mean, they have PR'd, I believe, every single meet, if I'm not mistaken. You know, so they are on a roll. And then we have some some young talent in the 800, Kennedy Morris, who's from Marietta High School in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, I'm expecting her to have a big drop this weekend as well because she's shown some some great leaps and bounds in practice. And for her, she hasn't raced the indoor 800 much. And it's completely different from running two laps outside versus four laps indoor. You know, there's not much room to make a strategic move and you can get boxed in a lot worse and so forth. So she spent the indoor season figuring those things out. But I think she's going to have a good conference championship as well. Yeah, and let's not overlook the the field athletes, uh, especially the jumpers. Uh, you've had some jumpers play perform very well this season at the long jump and triple jump. So what about that unit? Because we haven't even discussed them. We've talked talk about runners so far. What about the right. field athletes and how they're preparing for the indoor meet? Yeah, well, there, there's no secret. We have the reigning outdoor Sunbelt champion in long jump. It's Jada Hunt, mm-hmm. who's also a part of that 4 by 4 Jada Hunt is a stud. She is. And we haven't jumped her since Vanderbilt, but we've seen we've seen exactly what she's capable of doing. So Jada Hunt's PR is 634, so that's 20 feet, 9 inches. And then I jumped 20 feet, 1 or 2 inches indoor. And right now, I think she's sitting in third or fourth just on the performance list in the Sun Belt. But Jada Hunt is locked in. I think she is more locked in than anyone else on the team. Like, she is hungry to win a title. Uh, she wants that indoor title to match that outdoor title. And she wants to qualify for indoor nationals. She does. So she wants to be in the top 16. We believe, myself and Coach Dwight Phillips, uh, their name should ring a bell. You know, we both believe that she is a top 16 jumper in the nation. You know, so we're expecting that out of her. Again, another scene. Naila Moore. I expect Naila to, to lead the way with our triple jump crew. So Naila was second at the indoor championships last year. And another cool story that's not necessarily on the paper, Naila was leading the competition until the final jump. And one thing about Naila, and we've been talking about it the whole season, uh, and anyone that may have jumped before in the sport of track and field, you know that a big jump could also be a foul jump because it's just that narrow margin of error that's there. So Naila has had some big jumps this season. They've been fouls. But one thing about Naila, I've watched her compete now for four years. Naila is a, is a clutch performer. Naila is going to do what it takes to, number one, get in that jump final. And once she's in that jump final, she's going to perform. It does not matter what a performance list says. Yeah. And then lastly, everyone looks at the outdoor season because we think of track and field as an outdoor event. But how important is the indoor season for the team? And even preparing for the outdoor season, do you – is it just completely different worlds? Do you see any synergy? How much emphasis do you put? And obviously you want to win championships and win competitions, but how do you handle that? Cause it's still, a, you still have a long outdoor season coming up. Yeah. Another great question. So, I mean, indoor number one is tough. Indoor track is tough. If you don't have an indoor track to train on, yeah. you know, uh, or if you just don't have access to indoor tracks in close proximity. And so when you look at, I would say when you look at the team, I hate to say it, but Arkansas State does really well indoor. They do well indoor and outdoor, but they do really well indoor. They also have an indoor facility that they can work on on a daily basis. Uh, And then depending on which athlete you ask, 
I think it may be about a 70-30 split to where athletes don't even like indoor, you know, but they do appreciate that they get to compete a lot sooner because they would rather compete from January to June instead of like training from August to about March and then only racing from March to June, you know, so that's there. Now, me personally as a coach, um, and I'm pretty sure most coaches do this, I love indoor for the simple fact I use it for training. But I like to use it as high level training because we can now create situations and scenarios that we can't create at practice. Uh, so, again, I'll use this Sanford meet that we just attended. So we were able to get into some high level races and get some good reps in and it was competition. And those are things that you just can't create in a practice setting. Uh, but we are always going to be a very, very good outdoor team. I mean, we're down here in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, so the weather shows us a lot of favor. But we can't wait to step outside, you know, because we don't have a bank track to work on uh, on a weekly basis. So it's pretty difficult when you're talking about teaching strategy in a 400 or an 800 or even how to run down a bank for a 200 meter dash. You know, those are things that we just can't teach on the outdoor track. So that makes it difficult. So you'll see a lot of our young ladies that are probably running like 24-7, 24-9 right now and even 25-2. These are going to be high 23s, low 24 second 200s outside. Well, Kyle, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. And we'll be keeping track of the meet. And hopefully we'll catch up uh, later on in season uh, when you get into the outdoor campaign. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Marcel. All right.